Welcome to the Love of the Star podcast, our weekly adventure where we talk about uh, a franchise that uh, doesn't win very often in the postseason. Brian Broaddus. Uh, I'm Bobby Belt. That's Brian Broaddus. Uh, and the Cowboys are one and done once again. They continue their legacy as a 12 and 6 football team. And uh, you know what? We're going to run it back. We're, we're going to run it back for year number four, Brian, as we get the news this week that. Mike McCarthy's coming back. I'm sure there will be an extension for Dak Prescott. If Dan Quinn doesn't get a job, Dan Quinn will be back. It's going to be just the norm, the status quo. We're running it back. And I'm going to warn you guys in advance. I don't know about from Brian's perspective, but I'm telling you right now from my perspective, this will be a little bit of a negative uh, half hour or so that we're going to do here. (laughs) They're 40 minutes, whatever it is. Uh, There's going to be some negativity here, and uh, it's going to be the, the unvarnished emotional you know, assessment of where this football team is right now. Brian, how you doing? I'm doing well, Robert. Um, you know what? My fallback, and it always has been all my life in football, and that's been, well, you know, college, then into the NFL in 1992. When the season ends in the playoffs or whenever it ends, I just forget about football. You know, I'm not worried about anybody that's now in the divisional round or the championship round or Really, to be honest, the Super Bowl. You know, I mean, I kind of look at, but the fortunate thing I've always been able to do is jump right into the draft, and I, I, I love the draft. I mean, I've said this a bunch. This would be a great gig if you didn't have to play games. If you yeah. just could evaluate players and build boards and draft and kind of okay, we're all going to go away for the summer and then come back and do it all over again. But uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to dive straight into the draft. I already have probably 50 players deep. We've got the draft show going on, which you're a part of on DallasCowboys.com. Um, really excited, you know. And um, But these are the things that happen. You have to do the autopsy on what happened uh, on the season. You mentioned about the Cowboys uh, front office, uh, the, the, the bringing back of Mike McCarthy. Um, we'll see what the situation with Dak Prescott is. You mentioned a contract extension there. Um, you know, and then we'll see what happens with Dan Quinn. So, um, still some things to be decided, but um, we'll put a bow on this one and then get ready for some draft coverage. You know, here's what's frustrating for me, Brian. And I love draft season and I love uh, especially following a team that does a good job of replenishing their resources and building depth through the draft and finding really good, you know, players on day three and, and day one, two, whatever else. Like, like I love what this team I I love following the way this team goes through their process of building a draft board and going through the you know pro day circuit and then drafting players and then watching those guys show up in OTAs it's it's always a really exciting time the problem is that I don't think a lack of players is this team's issue at this point uh they've got good players they've got a good roster they always have a good roster they have a completely incompetent head coach and I think that even if they haven't quit on him in the classical sense of quitting in terms of, you know, oh, I don't like that guy. I don't want to do this or that. Even if they haven't quit in that classical sense, the bottom line is that they've been completely unprepared the last three playoff games that their their season has ended on. They've walked out there looking like a scared football team, an unprepared football team, a undisciplined football team. And so that's nice that they like him and that they want him back sometimes uh, structure and discipline is more necessary for you than who you like or or who you feel good about. And the problem to me is that when you say run it back, 
Uh, I don't think there's really any amount of talent that's going to do the lack of discipline or the lack of attention to detail. And so the frustrating thing to me is that we didn't just say goodbye to 2023. It feels like we're saying goodbye to 2024, and we will reevaluate and see if this team has a chance to legitimately contend for a title in 2025. And that's kind of the negative headspace that I'm in right now. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they really wanted to um... – the more you dive into this, Bobby, I, I I don't think they wanted to do things differently in the front office. And I don't know if that's all Jerry Jones is doing. I think the day-to-day operation, you can correct me if I'm wrong, Bobby, because you deal with a lot of people over there as well. I think the day-to-day operation has been transferred to Stephen Jones and then also to Will McClay. And, you know, and you wonder... Is it easier for them to bring back Mike McCarthy and not upset some of the things that they've done personnel-wise? You know, Mike mm-hmm. and Green Bay, and I worked with the Packers with with Ted Thompson and Ron Wolf and those guys. You know, for you know many years, and the Packers, the head coach was involved, but not to the point of a head coach being involved with personnel like he is here. You know, Mike McCarthy, it's a new it's a new thing for. Well, not new because he's gone through it four years now, but new in a way of him being involved. And, you know, he was a head coach for all those years in Green Bay. And, and so as a front office, you get comfortable with a guy, you know, and, and he, he does win games. He does win regular season games. Unfortunately, in the playoffs, they haven't had the success. But you kind of wonder if Stephen Jones and Will McClay – are interested in just completely having to change things now, you know, just completely having to, okay, if you do get a different coach in here, is this a coach that's a three, four or an odd front personnel guy? Um, Do we have the players? Do we have to change out staffs? There's a certain amount of continuity that you really appreciate when you have a coach Mm -hmm. that you don't change. Look at the organizations like the Steelers, you know, the Ravens, you know, there's, there's teams like that that draft really, really well, and they do it because of the continuity, and they know the coaches, and they, you know, they understand what they have to do. Do they replace some coaches every once in a while? Sure. See, that's the thing I would worry about if I was Steven and, and, um, and Will, is if you got a d- new defensive coordinator. Say Dan Quinn does get a job. Well, okay, now we have to turn around and are we bringing in – you know, we're bringing in a guy, a, a, a Wink Martindale. I mentioned his name because he's out there. He's a high-profile sure. uh, pro, high profile defensive corner. Is it Mike Zimmer? You know, is it, you know, you know, who is that going to be? Is it going to be somebody that's going to want to change, you know, everything that they've worked on all year in personnel and the evaluations they've made? Is it going to change? And sometimes change scares people. You know, it scares them and they don't want to change because, you know, and I think there's some something to that. I think that Jerry Jones is uh, he in, you know, he's he's involved, but is he involved like he used to be, say, 15 years ago? You know, I I don't. And I I think this is some of it to 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 Stephen. I I think he's honestly there is a veto at this point. Like he'll, 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 Jerry's the veto. Yeah, I think I think Jerry's yeah. just I, I think Jerry sort of is there as a absolutely. I'm gonna I, I'm yeah. I'm gonna collect consensus. Sure, we're gonna come to it. 
If I feel really convicted against the consensus, I will veto it. But otherwise, I'm just here to green light or veto. That's what I'm here for. See, that's where, and and I'm sorry my long explanation, but I just, you know, I worked with that organization for 14 years, and I have a little bit of an understanding about it. But I think there's a, you know, there's a little bit of that, do we completely want to go into this, you know, and just change everything? Uh, You know, they've, they've done this a couple of different times with, with Jason Garrett, remember him going into the last year, coaching through, you know, his contract, you know, it's, 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 it's not something that they really want to be. They, they don't want to change. They want to be able to keep the continuity and then, you know, cause they've had success. They've had success finding players. When you look at the roster, um, I mean, it's a roster that a lot of owners and general managers around the league would love to have. You know, yeah. unfortunately, the Cowboys did not draft particularly well as far as helping them this year. Now we'll see in coming years. We'll yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't want to throw dirt on anybody's name. No, and, the, and not no, that. Absolutely. Not that you are. Not not no. that you are. I'm just saying. I, I don't want to. There's a lot of sense of like, yeah, well, look at that draft class. That sucks. It's like, well, no. I, I don't want to throw. No. There's there's a lot of complicating factors with this draft class that yeah. I would say yeah. give that a little bit. No, no, and and you absolutely. And so you know, the one thing these guys have proven is they can they can find players. They they really mm-hmm. can. So I think the finding players part of it is part of continuity, and I think that's what Steven and Will and others would like to have right now. As, as much as we're you know, you know, wringing our hands and gnashing our teeth about Mike McCarthy, to them having to start over and change everything is not a very welcoming thing. You know? But is it's it not, changing, it's not like Mike McCarthy is, is 4 and 13. You no, know? but he's but he but he doesn't make a difference in the area. He was hired here to make a difference. He wasn't hired here to be better than Jason Garrett in the regular season. He was hired here no, to be better I, than Jason and Garrett. And I agree. In the I agree with you. I agree with you. And that's why I think that's why I think that you you've put him on notice that hey, you've got to have some playoff success because if you look at his history, he actually has. And I think I'm right about this. He's had playoff success. You know. But unfortunately, he hasn't in his tenure with the Dallas Cowboys. So, you know, that's and the thing that the thing that troubles me is I don't know if Dak Prescott can play any better. You know, I don't know that, you know, because I think he played pretty damn well this year, you know, at a MVP type of a clip. And so now I'm thinking, wow, you know, he you had a quarterback playing at a MVP level and you couldn't get out of the first round of the playoffs. Now, that might be absolutely on your head coach. Might be on your defensive coordinator, you know? Some of these players need to kind of step up and take a look at themselves. You know, sure. Michael Parsons, Including the quarterback. Quarterback, Micah Parsons. I mean, there's others. You know, CeeDee Lamb had a rough game. You know, I mean, until, you know, early in that game, it was rough. So, I, I man, I, I just think that – I think this is an organization that is really and – I, and I hate to use the word comfortable – but they 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 crave continuity. They crave that, and I think that's what we're dealing with right now. Hey, they they they've gotten it for twenty seven years now. They they've gotten sure. it as, yeah, as right. a stable that, of continuity. And I'm not saying this is to you. Like no, I no. know that you see you see it the same way. I, mm-hmm. I am. I think that I'm much more. Here's the thing: is that when you talk about like Mike's been put on notice. Here's the, this is the analogy I made on 105 through the fan. Jerry is. At this point, to me, 
the parent who's never going to get to three. He's going to go one, two, and then you're just going to hold it, and he's never going to get to three on you. And I just, I, I, I miss the guy who got to three. That's what I miss. And, and I think that it demanded it this time. You, when you have 53 players universally coming out and looking the way they did, sure, that falls on the guy preparing them. Good and question. not just the guy, not just the one guy, falls on all of the guys that were preparing. That is a coaching staff. The players have to own where their failures were. But when they come out universally looking terrified to play a team that you're better than, you're better than Green Bay. And I know people say, it doesn't look like they let I'm telling you, in a vacuum, that is a better football team than Green Bay. But here's the difference is that I think if you play Green Bay five times in week three of the season, you win all five. If you play Green Bay five times in the wild card, I don't know that you beat them, you know, the majority of the time. Because this team plays scared in the playoffs. They're unprepared when they get into the playoffs. They've got a coach who does not get them ready the right way. And it's been put on display several times. And if you want to ask questions about Dak Prescott, I disagree with a lot of the takes on Dak Prescott, but I can't push back objectively and tell you you're wrong right now because he's developed a reputation specifically under Mike McCarthy that this is the way that he operates. It's two and five. It's, it's been a struggle. It really has. He, he played at a very high level against Tampa last year, you know, and Mm -hmm. it's unfortunate that, you know, since then though, there's been some other, there's been some rough moments. Let me ask you this though, Bobby, since you, you know, you're focused on some things there. Does the fact that Dan Quinn was up for four interviews last week, does it take away from the preparation of maybe what the defense? Because what we've learned about the defense is communication could be a huge problem for this team. Or, you know, and and in the Green Bay game, several of those plays, I know folks have probably looked at the all 22 that have the access to it. I mean, you saw just flat busts. You know, and communication problems and miscoverages. And, you know, there were some physical things. The running game, yeah, they, we, we talked about what Green Bay, how Green Bay was going to run the ball. We talked about it on our show. You know, yeah. if, if you and I are talking about it, why are they not doing anything about it? You know, that's the, that's the, I thing. mean, why, why is, why are there runs for Aaron Jones where, yeah, because a guy completely, go like like takes a step in the wrong gap or whatever sure. else i mean you have around a block gaping gets 10 to yard ground. holes yes. yeah. why is luke musgrave look like he's fair catching a punt on a pass down the field there's nobody within 30 yards of him communication that, that's Bob. the kind of stuff that is yeah i i don't think just interviewing for jobs can explain away like like it's just it's but it's so is, is is your focus taken away for a moment and sure maybe and, and, this, and let, maybe let, this let's, is totally unfair to dan quinn Maybe this is totally unfair. No, I don't think anything's point. unfair to ask of of anybody on this organization right now. But see, you but you now the players see that like, wow, Dan's up for four jobs. Is he even going to be here? Michael you know? Parsons said maybe he takes me with him. That's what yeah. he said the week of a playoff game. He's talking about maybe Dan Quinn takes me to his new team. Yeah. I mean, they said it kind of joking, but the fact is, like you you're talking like that the week of a playoff game. Yeah, that that seems it's unfortunate. It really, really is, and um, you know, but. I understand why people – this is where I'm at right now, Bobby. This is where I'm at. When Once the decision gets made, I just move on. I just say, fine, you know. But here we are. We're talking about it because it's our podcast, and people expect answers from us, you know. I, You're right. I, I totally appreciate everything you said because I think you're right. I know people on Twitter have asked me, well, if you were the general manager, I said I would talk to Jim Harbaugh. 
you know? I, I would talk to Jim Harbaugh if it was me. But you know what? I mean, I've, I've also said in my history, hey, I talked to Urban Meyer, you know? Sure. Uh, I mean, I mean, that's kind of you know, you kind of, kind of will. If you, but you, you know. know what? You're not, you're not comfortable with the results, which are short of an a, a, an NFC title game. You're doing it yeah. in the pursuit of something yeah. different, and that's what this organization has shown. Or, or at the very top, they've shown no interest in doing is shaking things up. That they just they hope that eventually it clicks. They want it to be done their way rather than done by any means possible it's not by any means possible for them they want it done a very specific way and it's yeah. a specific way that has failed for 27 years and you would think at this. some point that would matter what, what's that right let me let me just say real quickly you are listening to the love the star podcast love the stars and odyssey podcast you can find it on the odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts